0: Today's Bible reading comes from Exodus 3, verses 1 to 10. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face, because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hidonites, Amorites, Persites, Heverites, and Jubasites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt.
1: people who are in slavery today and that uh, in a sense raises an interesting question Um, what is uh, slavery what does slavery look like in uh, 2019 and our minds uh, typically go to the our minds typically I have to turn this on that's what you're saying to me isn't it yes thumbs up in the back Often people like me say, is this thing working? Uh, but we all know it's, is, is this thing working? You know? There we go. Our minds typically go to the transatlantic slave trade, isn't it? Um, you might have read Alex Haley's book, Roots. You might have seen the movie, 12 Years a Slave. You might have seen other things around that story. And you say to yourself, well, you know, that was done 200 years ago. We were done with that kind of slavery. Um, What is modern slavery? Modern slavery in the minds of a teenager is having to clean your bedroom uh, and to keep it clean, you know. Yeah, we have some amens from down in the front row and and that's true. So most people are surprised um, to think that slavery still exists today Um, and they might be more surprised to understand that there's more people in slavery today than there have ever been in slavery. So what does it look like? Well, it looks like a woman with a pile of bricks on her head. Um, It looks like a a young child being stuck in front of a camera in the Philippines uh, to do despicable things for an Australian pedophile. Uh, We have about 3,000 referrals per month in the Philippines along those lines. It is horrendous and abysmal. Uh, Just last Friday, um, if you're keeping an eye on our Facebook page, um, you would have seen the story that an Australian pedophile, one of our countrymen, um, was arrested with five other suspected traffickers um, and four children were rescued. Um, There were two two two-year-old children uh, and there were two kids under 12 months. Uh, who were rescued by a team of IJM, Australian Federal Police, and other partners in that operation. That's what slavery looks like today. And one thing we need to understand about slavery is that when people who are enslaved cry out, God hears them. God hears them. Uh, we read that particularly in Exodus 3. He especially hears when the people who cry out are poor or vulnerable or oppressed or weak or people who don't have a voice. He hears them. He hears them. Uh, People like Kumar. This is Kumar as a boy. Um, His father died and he was abandoned by his mother. Um, So he went to live with an uncle. And his uncle owed some money, so the uncle thought, "Well, the easiest thing to get rid of my debt is to sell my nephew," which he did. So he sold Kuma. He sold him to pay off his debt, and he consigned Kuma as a boy of, uh, I think he was about nine years old, to a lifetime of slavery. Um, so at seven years of age, I beg your pardon, he became a slave in a brick kiln. Back, breaking labour. You saw that brief clip in the video that we saw. Um, Remember the woman who had the bricks on her head, this shot. Um, You might not have time to count those bricks. There are 16 bricks on her head. And each of those bricks weighs about four kilos. So that's about 65 kilos on her head. And it's not just once she had to do this. She would do this all day. Um, from before the sun came up to after the sunset she would be walking back and forth from the pile of bricks to the next pile of bricks transporting these bricks and there's uh, people several people behind her and they're just in this production line all day they do it every day and it's hard for us to imagine so Uh, Kumar as a young boy he wouldn't have had that many bricks on his head but he'd be doing other things be lining them up in the barrows or in the trays or some other part of this operation other kids uh, like our kids go to school and they play and uh, and they have some uh, some leisure time but Kumar his life was lived in fear one false move and uh, he was mercilessly beaten Uh, his hands were raw his body was exhausted And that was his life. But God heard his cry. It's not only Kuma who cries out. It's not only the woman with the bricks on her head. It's not only the four children rescued from the Philippines uh, or in the Philippines uh, in the last couple of days. It turns out that there are 40 million people uh, in slavery today, over 40 million people crying out to God um, as we sit here, as we sit here, there are people uh, dealing with slavery on a daily basis. Um, God hears their cry, He hears every desperate heart, He hears every broken spirit, He hears every single one of them, and the proof of that is in His word, in our text. Listen to what we read, <clears throat> verse seven. The Lord said, "I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt." And I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. I'm concerned about their suffering. We worship a God who hears the cries of people entrapped in slavery. And if you have read around in the Bible, you might even remember back in Genesis 4. Just who knows how long it was after the creation of the heavens and the earth. But Genesis 4, you have this story with Cain and Abel, and um, Cain murdered his brother, and God heard his blood crying from the ground. He heard the cry even then. In Psalm 10, we read that um, the Lord hears the desire of the afflicted, that he encourages them, that he listens to their cry, that he defends the fatherless and the oppressed. You see, one of our great privileges in international justice mission is to bring freedom to those who are crying out for justice, crying out in their slavery. Uh, And that slavery can take many forms. Um, I've talked about the slavery in the Philippines of uh, children in online sexual exploitation. It's a huge problem over there. Um, In India, we've seen uh, visual references to bonded labour, where people are uh, enslaved for their lifetimes and their families, their children's lifetime as well. Because the more you work, I mean in our country, the more we work to pay off our loan, the more the loan gets paid off, right? Um, We know, hopefully, all things being equal, that after you're 25 or you're 30 or you're 35 years, you'll pay your mortgage off. But in India, the more you work, the more your debt grows when when you're a slave because of the way these contracts are written and because of the way the, the interest rates are stacked against people. So their debt gets larger. They'll never be free and their kids will never be free. And it's designed that way. So they live in the rock quarry they marry in the quarry and they give birth in the quarry and they die in the quarry they know no life outside of the quarry when we rescue people we have to teach them how to be free not free again but just how to be free that there is a thing called freedom and that and that they don't have to worry about someone looking over their shoulder or coming after them with a with a stick or a machete or something like that We have the slavery of um, cross-border trafficking in Cambodia where people are smuggled across the border and they're thrown onto a fishing boat and they're locked in cages when they have shore leave and it goes on for years. We have um, the slavery of police abuse of power in in Africa. Uh, We have the trafficking of young girls into prostitution in the Dominican Republic. It has many, many forms. But the one common target is the poor. The poor and the vulnerable because there's no one to defend them. There's no one to speak up for them. There's no one to be with them. Except the God who hears the cry for justice. God hears them every time. IJM is bringing freedom in the name of the God who hears. In the last 20 years we've rescued about 50,000 people from slavery such as the forms that I've mentioned before. And how we do that is we we obviously we rescue them uh, from that slavery. We do that in collaboration with law enforcement. We're not a vigilante group. We don't work uh, beyond or above the law. We work with the law. So we rescue people. We place them in restorative aftercare for as long as that's required. Uh, we restrain the perpetrators by uh, prosecuting that case uh, through the law courts and we work with governments to repair their broken justice systems. Uh, every country has laws against slavery, uh, but in many countries that don't work well. Um, the system of justice doesn't work well. So we want to work with, with governments and the, the justice systems to ensure that the poor are protected in the future and that the, that, the, um, that the cycle is broken. That's the most important thing. So when it comes to, uh, to this kind of slavery, we need to understand that there's good news. That there's, it's not just good news that God hears what's going on, that he hears their cry. It's not just good news that he sees what is happening, as we've read in our text, or, and it's not just good news that he's concerned about slavery. We worship a God who acts. We worship a God who's doing something in the world. That's a great comfort, isn't it? God's not just sort of removed from our existence, stuck away there in some celestial vault and leaving us to our own devices. God is involved in our lives and in our world. That's, that's a wonderfully comforting thing. We worship a God who acts. Have a a look at our text again. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians. God is involved in our world. And the best way to understand those words, I have come down, is for me to tell you a story about when I was a boy. I grew up in a um, a little town over the the range, over the range past Lithgow called Portland. Uh, If you've ever used Portland cement, uh, my dad was um, the chemist, basically, who did the quality control uh, for um, that cement works uh, back in the 60s and the 70s. And my dad would walk to work and he'd walk home. It was uh, about two miles, which is, you know, I don't know, what's that, 5K, something like that, and the first thing he would want to do when he came home would be to sit down and have a cup of tea. Just a cup of tea and a biscuit and a little bit of peace and quiet. So we knew as kids, don't disturb Dad. Don't disturb Dad. Um, we knew we had to stay out of his hair, what hair he had left, um, until he'd had a bit of a break. And boy, were we in trouble if Dad had to get out of his chair before he was ready. Okay, you with me? When God sees slavery... When God hears the cry of the oppressed, he's so appalled by it that he, that he gets up and does something about it. Have a look at Psalm 12. Because the poor are plundered and the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who malign them. God gets up to end the impunity for those who perpetuate slavery. And the Exodus account um, uh, tells us this. I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians. Our God is a God who acts. The God you worship today is a God who's busy in your life and he's busy in your world. And this God has a plan to end slavery. He has a plan to set the captives free. It's a tremendous thing that God is going to do that. Isn't it good that we worship a God who believes in freedom? But the challenge for us is that God's plan to end freedom and he only has to end slavery and he only has one plan um, is also spoken about in Exodus 3. Have a look, verse 9 and 10. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So go, I am sending you to Pharaoh, to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Moses, I am going to do this, but I'm sending you to do it. So that's, that's God's plan. Those who are in slavery cry out for justice. God hears them, he acts, and his plan is to act through his people. His plan is for them to do something about it. Now, you might say, look, um, hang, hang on a sec. Uh, this, this call of God to Moses, that's uh, thousands of years ago. It's pretty unique, isn't it? I mean, God was calling Moses, who is the, son, uh, the adopted son of Pharaoh, uh, to go into Egypt and set the Israelites, the covenant people of God, free so they could occupy the promised land. Is that the same as us being involved in the work of freedom? How can you make that jump? okay Uh, are we Moses do we have is this the sort of historical context that we're talking about here you can ask lots of questions about that passage can't you and it would be a fair question really if it was the only place in the scriptures that we read God's call to his people to be people who bring freedom but it turns out as you read the Bible that call is right through the scriptures every major and minor prophet call God's people to speak up for the poor and the oppressed. They call rulers to account when they won't do that. The Ten Commandments and the verses before them and the verses after them, Exodus 19, Exodus 22 in particular. key sections of the first five books of the Old Testament the Pentateuch most of the Psalms you go through the Psalms in your reading and start highlighting all the places where either the Psalmist calls out because um, the the poor are being oppressed or calls out to God for justice or calls out for the end of violence against those who have no voice and you are coloring in verses in every second Psalm In fact, if you were to remove all the chapters of the Bible, that called God's people to be people who seek justice, who love mercy and walk humbly with their God, versus the call God's people to walk in righteousness and to reflect the kingdom of God in their daily life, you would have to remove, I reckon, about half of the Bible. In fact, you would have to get rid of Jesus altogether. Because when Jesus started his ministry, you might remember this, um, he said these words from Luke 4. In the synagogue in Nazareth, he found the place in the scroll and he read it out, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. He has sent me to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. If you think about the ministry of Jesus, this is what we see him doing, isn't it? We see him healing the possessed. We see him accepting the forsaken, Luke chapter 5. Restoring the broken, the demon-possessed man, Luke chapter 4. We see him forgiving the sinner, the paralyzed man, Luke chapter 5. It just goes on and on that, that his whole ministry is directed toward showing the kingdom of God in the world. That God is a God who acts through his people in the world. And of course, the greatest sign of all has to be his death and resurrection. Jesus died on the cross to defeat every force that binds us, didn't he? He rose again to give us a life that can never end. This is is our confession, isn't it? This is our comfort. This is our hope. He poured his spirit into the church to empower his people to be his temple. The spirit lives in the people in the same way that God lived in the temple in the Old Testament. It's all about us being people of change and transformation and new life. That's what Paul says in a verse that I'm sure is familiar to you. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. A transformed, a different life, a holy life, a distinct life, a unique life. That's, that's God's work in us. So God's call to be people who hear the, the cry of the oppressed is all through the Scriptures. So we might be overwhelmed with the prevalence of Slavery. We might be overwhelmed with the reality that uh, over 40 million people today, as we sit here, are calling out, crying out for justice. But God hears their cry. He's coming to their rescue, and He intends to use you and me to do it. Don't think because I work for IJM that I'm the only freedom fighter here. I don't even like that tag, but in a sense, we are all freedom fighters we're all rescuers we're all justice bringers the truth is that together as god's people we can end slavery and our prayer in ijm is that we do it in our lifetime and you may still be wondering what can you do to change the situation of 40 million people do you have the skills Do you have the uh, qualifications? Uh, Maybe not. I certainly don't. But I know that IJM does. Uh, Do you know anyone in slavery, apart perhaps from your uh, teenagers in your home? You probably don't. But IJM knows where the slaves are. We have the skills. We know where they are. And the critical ingredient IJM needs from the people of God are their prayers and their support and their encouragement and their gifts. Your support today, the offering that you've already given, is an incredible... It's a great encouragement to us. It's it's not just something we do it's it's the bread and butter of our teams on the field that are doing this work it, it actually brings freedom uh, to those who are enslaved um, some of you here are already freedom partners with IJM uh, that's a monthly contribution if you want to ask about that uh, later on you can see me at the table near near the door there um, that's terrific but support like this, support that you give is actually the most concrete and tangible thing you can do to bring freedom to those who are enslaved. You actually um, do this in the name of Jesus, our rescuer. He's the greatest freedom bringer and you actually become part of the rescue team through your support and through your encouragement. It's, it's, It's not just giving money, it's not just praying, we don't I don't like that term. It's, it's actually stepping into the work of rescue. When you support IJM, you become part of the team. We've probably seen enough today to know that the need is urgent uh, and that the cry is desperate. And we've certainly heard enough from the Word today that know that God loves it when we seek justice and, and uh, when we generously and willingly respond. Um, God loves it Uh, when a slave boy in a brick kiln is rescued I showed you that picture of Kumar before Uh, this is Kumar today Uh, as a young man um, he became he went on uh, went through school uh, and he became an IJM social worker he now works for us he became a follower of Jesus Um, and he's uh, busy today supporting those who bring rescue Um, in the name of Jesus so we we could feel like Moses who was I think overwhelmed by this call of God and sometimes uh, I feel overwhelmed and I'm sure the longer you think about it you will feel overwhelmed about it as well too Moses argued with God He didn't think, you probably know how the story goes, he didn't think people would believe me. What if they don't listen to me, he would say. Uh, So God gave him those signs of his staff. You throw the staff on the ground, Moses, and it becomes a snake. That's right. Uh, Do the party trick with your hand, Moses. Clean, leprous. Clean, leprous. I mean, there was that thing. And then uh, Moses, get your glass of water, pour it onto the ground, it will become blood. That's right. So these... These signs that are going on. Moses, they'll believe you when you do this stuff. Moses still argued. I, I'm not a good speaker. But all of these things that God said to him, God was saying, it's not just I'll give you signs, Moses. Moses, I'm with you. I'm the God who is with you. I'm the God who strengthens you. I'm the God who'll give everything to bring my work of rescue to expression. We know that because Jesus came. He was born as a child, died on the cross, rose again, returned to the Father and now reigns over all things. He's the God who is with us. And God is saying to us today, I am with you, friends. I am with you, church at Arena. I'm with you. You're my plan. You don't have to be scared please don't be indifferent this is a time for courage and action we're not in this alone Jesus is with us they were the last words he said weren't they I am with you some of the time right (laughs) I am with you on Mondays I am with you always even to the end of the age and I'm with you because all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me we serve a God who hears, who sees, who is concerned, who is doing something about all those people in slavery. And he says to us today, I'm going to do it through you. God, do your work in us. Please pray with me. O oh Lord, as we come to you today, we ask that you continue to do your work of grace and power in us. Put your spirit in our hearts. Clothe us with your armour. Let us hear their cry and step into the darkness to set the captives free. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of hearing your word. We thank you for the work of International Justice Mission And we thank you that you have put us in this part of the world, in a great country, in the best part of this great country, that we can rise to this challenge and live the character of your people, bringers of rescue, announcers of hope, those who bring freedom, restorers of the broken, And those who place their arm around the burdened and the crying and walk together toward your grace and your wholeness to the glory of Jesus. Thank you for this. And we pray in his precious name. Amen.